All right. Michael, welcome, man. Good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, so you're like uh, uh, pretty busy this uh, last couple weeks traveling to Brazil this week, end of this week. You're in Tampa. You got your power up event. What's going on with that? Yeah, we're, 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 we're world travelers here. Actually, this week is uh, I'm going to be flying up to Toronto on uh, Thursday morning uh, to go to a, uh, a friend's uh, event there and then meet meet with a builder which I've been doing some, some work for in the past cool. and then flying flying down to Tampa Friday morning to the power up event uh at Cigar City Brewing on Friday evening. Uh doing it with Jeremy uh Trifles. Uh that's the night and it's kind of a mastermind networking event. We we did one similar in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah I was I was uh, there. It's good you event. were there, and and we're we're kind of doing the same thing, and we're doing that for people who have events. Uh, this is now for Miranda uh, Jiggins' event, the Total Boss event on Saturday. Yep, which I'll, we'll be going to that, and then um, Sunday and Monday is uh, Stacy Rasky's uh, event, which is uh, you know the Alpha uh, Influential Alpha uh, Mastermind. So I'll be there for that. And then traveling down to Fort Myers because we're doing some fix and flip down there. We have some efforts going on for uh, you know top investors and people who want to purchase property. This big hurricane that came through there, yeah, and yeah. it's just a lot of opportunity down there. And then last couple of days, I'll go see Mob on uh, Delray Beach and then fly back, fly back here. Uh, so that's my my week coming up. But I did go to Brazil. I I got married. Yeah, yeah, congratulations. I saw that. Yeah, I had my, uh, that's the third, third one, third marriage, but, uh, that's it. After this, that's it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I guess, so, so I guess, yeah. third, I guess we could, we could joke third time's the charm there. Uh, yes, yes, that's, that's, the, that's the, that's the, uh, premise and, uh, third time's the charm. She's a good woman and, uh, you know, we're trying to get her here. We have to get her here on a visa and it takes time. You know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's an anomaly. We're married, but we're apart, but, you know, we're, we're, we're looking to that forward. So get her. Here. Yeah. So, man, you've got a lot going on. I mean, so I, I wasn't even aware that you had gotten into the real estate aspect of things. Um, so talk about that. Like what, what, yeah. you know, cause I mean, a lot of folks, I mean, I remember, uh, I lost out on a deal through some, through some legal issues because uh basically the the ruling the the judging party uh in arbitration didn't understand that there's like 937 mm -hmm. other ways to affect a real estate tra real estate transaction they yeah. only knew and, and maybe a lot of people listening they think of real estate as the as the sign that sits in your front yard you yeah. know and it's listed with a realtor and, and like that's the only basis that they've ever understood real estate gets done well, there's a lot of different things. So what's your, what's your involvement? What are you doing there? Well, there's a couple of different, uh, transactions that I've done in the past. And, uh, one of them was like, I'm going to visit a builder up in Canada. And, uh, I met him through another mastermind. He's like, yeah, we're looking for land in, uh, in the U S. I'm like, well, I have a developer that's looking to, to, to partner and sell some land. And, uh, we got that done and, um, and we also ended up financing that, which is, which is great. Uh, that's down in Ocala. And now he's looking to build, build, uh, condos, uh, townhomes, or hopefully I can try to help him with that. 
Um, and in the meantime, there's other opportunities that pop up. You know, I got my real estate license la- in the last year um, and just looking to help people, developers and uh, people who want to invest. Uh, we have an opportunity in the Fort Myers area, the big hurricane came through with Hurricane mm-hmm. Ian and it just destroyed everything. Like it, it, it was like one mile per hour away from a category five hurricane. Right. Uh, which is devastation. And, but it's devastation down there. Like if you go to Fort Myers Beach, just, just piles of rubble, like things listed off the foundation and floated away. <laughs> That's, and yeah. then a lot of other homes had four foot, you know, uh, storm surge, like four foot of like ocean came into their home. Right, uh, right, and that's all around the area. So what we're doing is we're looking for those homes. A lot of the owners are just throwing up their hands and, and walking away, you know, getting what they can for it, and then they're collecting the insurance money, which doesn't even help with fixing half of the home. Um, right. So they're they're giving up, and what we're doing is we're we're seeing these opportunities, and we're going in and we're we're finding investors or, or people who want to participate in that opportunity to buy these homes. We renovate them and then we fix them and flip them. And then there's a, a profit, you know, a really nice profit that's made. And we split that with the uh, the people who put up the money. Uh, and then now we're also yep. looking to target to uh, purchase those homes on our own and, um, you know, do the same thing. There's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, that's like, I'm really proud of you and impressed. Wasn't it didn't seem to me that like that long ago that you weren't too sure what you'd be all up to, what you'd be all involved in. You got the Alpha Dad project. I know mm-hmm. I know the relationship with your daughters is really important. So why don't you talk about, you know, where Alpha Dad came from and you know, uh I know I talked with you at that last power up event, uh, which by the way, anybody that wants to attend the power up event, they can hit you up on your socials. because uh, it's kind of a neat thing that you're doing with that. I'm having a circular conversation here. Um, but uh, yeah, that's where I met you. I think the first time in person, we got to talk right. about your daughters, your relationship with them. And it was, I think that really the beginnings of Alpha Dad, but it is topical. Power Up event is this Friday, Friday evening in Tampa, bookended on to the Total Boss event that our friend Miranda Jiggins is putting on. You get your own ticket though through the Power Up event. Is there a place to go or do people just connect with you right here through social media? Yeah. If you want to go, I, I have the links in my, um, in my bio and Instagram, it's, uh, the real Michael power at the real Michael power. And I also have, um, you know, posts that I post, you know, Michael power on Facebook. You can check out those links and sign up. I'm trying to close it down, um, you know, tomorrow on Wednesday. Uh, but, um, you know, the whole thing, well, the whole, whole I had, as I mentioned before, two, two, uh, marriages that ended, um, you know, two ex-wives. And, uh, the second one was kind of, uh, um, an eye opener, I guess, for me and where, you know, we had a home, we had three beautiful girls and, um, I had a business that I started that, you know, the business was, wasn't doing that well, a lot of financial, you know, strains and, you know, my ex-wife took the kids and left. So, um. I ended up in my my office in the strip mall on an air mattress, and that's kind of where I lived. And I went to shower at like Planet Fitness. Mm. I did that for about a year. So I, I it just kind of like, you know, you have a home and everything. You think everything's great, and all of a sudden, I guess God came down and just kind of smacked me and smacked me down and said, "You, the way you're living is not is not right." 
um, you gotta, you gotta wake up and, um, get yourself in order. And, and that kind of, you know, pushed me to do things like listen to podcasts like yours. Um, you know, I, I joined RTA, um, you know, listening to Andy Priscilla, Ed Milet. It's been very influential. And from there, we found Apex with Ryan Stillman. Mm-hmm. And just surrounding myself with great people who are doing fantastic things. Like you're doing, you're doing great things, um, you know, uh, at, at, with your business and then doing things like this podcast. Right. Um, I started the podcast Crushing Your Fear uh, because I had a lot of fear and, and the fear was so bad it was manifesting into like stress-induced eczema. I'm like, what mm. the heck is that? And my, my, uh, my uh, you know, the, uh, the doctor said, yeah, they took a biopsy and said, yeah, it's stress in your second. I'm like, what is that? You know? And it's just the stress was so, so much that it, it, I'm like, this is not good. This is not normal. Uh, yeah. so I just worked on myself to try to get myself better and, and, um, you know, be, be a father for my daughters, which is what I wanted to do. And, uh, I'm like, all right, well, I started the Crushing Your Fear podcast. I had people on, I had you on to talk about their fears, how you overcome them. You know, I, I ended up writing a book about it, Crushing Your Fear, which is on Amazon. It was like number one Amazon bestseller. And yeah, I mean, uh, we've got yeah. uh, for you know, it always pays to watch the show. You know, we do uh, we do stream the show live every Tuesday at noon. Uh, <laughs> most weeks, uh, last week had to call an audible, but still got the show in for the week on a Friday. But most Tuesdays at noon, we're live, so you should watch the show, check it out because we bring you some visual uh, appeal. We had. I mean, you're like 230 plus episodes in, man. That's awesome on your podcast. Yeah, um, I do like three a week, you know. And um, usually I do like one, you know, two of them are me just talking about stuff. Yep. <laughs> I just like listen to other podcasts or something comes up, uh, reading, I just jot it down and I just kind of record, you know, like a five minute thing. Yep. Put them out Monday and uh, Monday and Friday. We do that, and then on Wednesdays we do an interview, like with you or, or right. other great guests. Right. Um, yeah, and, that's a lot of. Yeah. I mean, that's tremendous commitment to it. Um, probably in a way, it kind of keeps you grounded, keeps your schedule focused, right? Keeps your mind. Uh, I saw your one your one uh, title of a podcast is "Your Vibe Attracts Your Tribe." that level of commitment to this medium of podcasting probably keeps your mind engaged in a certain way. You're on a certain level all the time, right? I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, just speaking, you know, just talking about or reading it or writing it, it just reinforces that stuff in me, you know, yeah, <laughs> listening, yeah. it, listen, listening to it the next day after it's published. And I'm like, all right, you know, so it's kind of coming from me going out to paper and then I speak it, then I listen to it. So it's kind of reinforcing that stuff in me. And, and, you know, if I find myself going off course, I'm like, what am I doing? I just told myself the other day. that, right. And you're right. off course, like what's going on? So, and by that way, I, I just put it out there. If I can help one person with that, you know, then I'm, I'm okay. Right. You know, so we just keep going. Um, right. So you're, you know, you're, you had a, you had a reset in life where you said God kind of came and smacked you down. Um, did you feel that moment of getting smacked down was when you were sleeping in your office at your business or like where was, where do you feel there was a turning point or maybe a couple turning points where you're like, all right, I'm going to really course correct. And what yeah. Was I mean, like? after, you know, we, 
you got the, uh, the the whole divorce papers signed off on. Um, you know, I, I opened up the mail and saw the judge approved it, and I'm like, okay. And then I went to a uh, I went to a um, a closing on my house, which just sold my house to somebody else. And then I went back to my office there, and I just sat there and I said, "What the hell just happened?" Mm. You know, like. And then my business was failing; it continued to fail. Have any access to capital, and I had landlords asking me for rent, banks asking me for money. Now I have to pay child support, and it was just kind of a vice. And I'm like, "What? How did I end up here?" You know, and right. it, you look at it, and it's because of yourself, you know, because of sure. me and my my decisions and, and my actions. And it's just this is the second. That's the second divorce. I mean, I never planned it. You know, you don't get married to somebody and have kids with them. To, have a divorce happen, right? We, but it, it's very common, you know, and that that's where the whole alpha dad thing comes came to life because I've learned a lot of lessons as a uh, as a dad, as as a person who uh, lost two partners, and now I have a, another partner here, uh, married again. So this is not going to happen again, right? Right. You know? So what's the goal of uh, your alpha dad project? Who do you who should be attracted to that? You know, what, what are you doing in there? Alpha Dad is, um, you know, it's kind of like honing it down. Like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of fear out there, which we, we, you and I talk about offline. We don't want to get canceled. So we keep it awful. But uh, we, uh, there's a lot of fear. It's big proggy. And, and also, you know, uh, society is just kind of emasculating. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of fathers out there and husbands who are kind of lost. They, yeah. they don't know where they are. They well, don't know where to go. And yeah. I mean, uh, look, I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm kind of tired of having doing that anymore. Um, I said to my wife, you know, we were talking about the Bud Light campaign. And my producer, Chris, is like, oh, boy, where's Jeff going now? But <laughs> I was talking about that campaign. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know. So Anheuser-Busch, obviously a big company. You can vote. With, you, I'm happy when people vote with their wallet. Go ahead and do it. Freedom of choice, right? I, I truly yeah. believe that. And that statement cuts both ways, right? Mm-hmm. But here's what bothered me the most about that, because I've got a lot of women friends that are mm-hmm. really into sports and are more knowledgeable than I am, especially as it relates to basketball and to March Madness. Mm-hmm. And in that, com- in that video, that uh, moment where uh, I forget the person's name, Dylan something, um, with, right. When that person is, is playing ditzy headed as though that's what a woman is and that's what a woman does. And that's how a woman should act around sports. Mm-hmm. I'm like, am I the guy in this moment being a feminist for women, standing up for women saying, whoa, 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 you can't just generalize women like this. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go, we're not going to go down the road about Dylan, but we're going to go down the road about these broad sweeping stereotypes for me that just say, oh, well, if you think this or you say that, then you fit in this exact box. And it's oh. just so utterly wrong. So I, I love what you're doing that, you know, you're creating a place for men to come together. Um, 
because, you know, to me, that's what bothered me the most about that is the broad sweeping generalization that women are dumb when it comes to NCAA basketball, March Madness, that they're just idiots. I thought that was so wrong because I've got, I've got three women in my life that I'm connected to, um, who, uh, who could just, I wouldn't bet against them. I wouldn't do a bracket against them. I wouldn't (laughs) pretend that I wouldn't pretend to be able to have a conversation with them about basketball. Like on any level, um, it's just not my sport, but that doesn't, you know, to just generalize like that, I thought was so utterly wrong. Well, that's part of just the whole division that's happening in the, in the media and, and the whole, the whole goal of divide and conquer is what's happening right now. Right. And it just causes people to have arguments, you know? I mean, we had, yeah. an argument. we were at the Easter dinner, right? The, the topic came up and then my kids are like, watch TikTok and do and I'm like, you know, he realizes this guy or this woman was, he was on Ellen as a man. He did the, the Mormon book of Mormon on Broadway as a man. Now all of a sudden he's kind of furthering his career as a woman. Mm. You have to look at it that way. And then, you know, we get in an argument about it. I'm like, I don't want to get in an argument. I'm just telling you what the facts are. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so right. I, I love everybody. I think everybody should do whatever they want, you know, and, um, if that's his choice or her choice, then that, that's okay. You know, I think where, where it gets fuzzy is when they start forcing this stuff on, on individuals and start dividing people. That's not good. No, that's not I would good. agree. You know, I would agree a hundred percent, hundred percent with you there. Um, so, you know, you've, you've been pushing through, you wrote the book, Crushing Your Fear. Um, tell me a little bit about that and like why you decided to write a book and what and really what's that book authorship done for you what doors has it opened up well yeah i mean you know who would have known like if you asked me five years ago yeah you'd write you writing a book about crushing your fear i'm like you know you never know where you're going to be in life and um it does establish you as like yeah i'm an author here's my book you know let me sign it for you so it gives you a um it kind of it kind of anchors you in. It's like, all right, this guy wrote a book, so he he you know he he's been through it. He knows what he's he's talking about. At least I think I know what I'm talking. About. But there's different chapters in each uh, in book, and and we cover different areas of society. Uh, you know, fear in media, fear in education, fear in relationships, uh, fear in medicine, um, and it just explores how each area is kind of using fear kind of to kind of manipulate people mm-hmm. into thinking a certain way and um also experiencing fear like i experienced a lot of fear i mean it manifested in this distress and exactly that's crazy right that's right. the power right. fear has for you and and fear and government you know throughout history i mean you don't have to look at it recently you can look at throughout history where you know whoever wanted uh, the population to act a certain way they just instill fear on them uh, I, I see it happening today as well. So we really got to realize when it comes and, and what people are trying to do and make your own mind, make your mind up for yourself. You know, we can talk about the C word. I don't know if you, you know, with the whole jabs that happened and people are getting boosters and more boosters mm-hmm. and more. I'm like, what are you doing? Do you, and then they end up getting it in anyway. They get be getting the disease. Yeah. You know. And, yep. uh, like, what does that mean? You know, like what happened there, you know? So I yeah. think people have to, but they have to realize it for themselves. 
But if I can help somebody with that, you know, through the book and kind of open their eyes a bit, you know, um, kind of just, I don't know, just give my take on it. And it kind of, you know, establishes you as an author and, and somebody who can, can speak about those different topics. Basically right. that, that, you know, I, I'm also a CPA. So when I do the spreadsheets and put them in a folder, it really doesn't help people. But if I can kind of do the crushing your fear or the alpha dab, it's something I contribute back to society and actually help people. Yeah. So, I mean, on the topic of fear, looking back, so I guess, so it was a CPA firm that you had that just didn't work, you know, didn't work out. Is that right? No, well, I still, I'm still doing the CPA thing, you know, I'm kind of okay. a sole proprietor, it's kind of morphs in and out, but it does keep money coming in to, to right. do things, uh, to do like this, you know, this, this podcast here. Right. Uh, to to be part of masterminds in order to learn more, so I can I can help other people. But um, you you know when you were you know to go back in that second marriage with your daughters, you know it was kind of coming to a head. Uh, business wasn't going well. You were in a rough spot. What was was it was it the fear? What what was the fear that came in? Because it had to have been fear. I think if I'm if I'm hearing you right. Um. You know, what, what was it that was like really holding you back from success in that business in that moment when you look back on it? Uh, well, you know, I was still doing the daytime job as the CPA, you know, the auditor, uh, director of audit. And, uh, then I had the, the, I had a brewery actually, which was something that I did. That's right. Know, I forgot to let all, you that. All the, yeah, that was the business. So. And it, you know, when we started, it was great. But um, you know, in order to progress and move forward, you need a lot of capital. And my, mm -hmm. you know, my credit wasn't really great. And nobody really wanted to lend me any more money. So it's kind of where do we go from here? And then the the kind of the business was morphing, like the packaging was morphing, and the uh, it was like on a downward pressure towards prices. Uh, it's like all right, you know. So I I tried to do something to. You know, because, you know, doing the CPA thing, you're in a cube. Like, how can you contribute? And like, is this it? Is this my life? Right. Like, staying in this cube and doing this. So that's why I started the brewery and it went well. But then and it's now, okay, now I have a business and now it's not going too well. I'm creating a lot of pressure and I'm going to kind of lose everything. And that's kind of what happened. That's what happened. Right. I, yeah. the, so the fear of that losing everything, I mean, it's, it's what happened. So, yeah. um, you know, and where do you go from there? So you, you learn your lesson, you learn lessons from the past. Um, and that's, that's how I'm doing the alpha project to try to help people who are, who are heading in that direction to kind of say, hold on, you know, there's a, there's a better way. Let's take a look at what you're doing. You know, what's coming up for you? Like, what are your emotions? Um, you know, how are people treating you? How are your kids treating you? How's your spouse treating you? Yeah. Uh, What's going on with your business? You know, what, what happened in the past with you? Right. And kind of right. just a kind of a holistic, um, try to get, just try to avoid what happened to me. Right. Well, I mean, I think, you know, first of all, kudos to you for taking that leap to get into the brewery. There's a lot of people that just, you know, they go and spend their life, their entire life in that cubicle. Right. Cause that's what, that's what. Your gen, certainly your generation, my generation, my age group, your age group was taught. Um, you know, you go, you do the nine to five, you, you work hopefully in one spot all your life and you get the retirement and then you're into retirement, right? Like that was the dream 
whose dream? Well, that's what the dream that was sold. So kudos to you for trying something. Obviously, you know, it didn't work out. And just as a side note, you know, we've got a friend in Apex, Dennis Morales, who's, um, owns Drink Labs. And, you know, he's, anybody listening and watching that heard the brewery thing, like, you know, I've been thinking about trying that. Maybe I could talk to Michael um, about it. And I'm sure you could, but distribution is the big thing there, right? Like you've just got to have the distribution plan. Um, Dennis tells me a lot of, po- a lot of folks with a lot of marquee, a lot of like uh, celebrity star power come to them with ideas. But if there's not a plan for distribution or as you said, capital, and deep, deep capital. Like if they're not willing yeah, to, no. yeah, if they're not willing to put a big chunk of their money in play to like kind of manhandle that distribution, uh, it's going to fail. But uh, you need the capital, you need the distribution. I had distributors, I had two distributors, and actually I, I self distributed at one point. And whatever we made, like my system wasn't a large system, it was like a seven barrel system. We can make like 200 gallons at a time. But whatever we made, we got into bigger supermarkets. So like, give me the whole thing. I'm like, give you the whole thing. <laughs> and that's right. what happened. So we, we got so, yeah. I mean, we created such a demand that we ran out of it. We couldn't create more. We needed more mm-hmm. capital to expand. I couldn't get the capital. And then the, the larger chains were getting pissed off because they were demanding it and I couldn't supply it. So they just went elsewhere. And then also the, the, the margins shrunk. Like, you know, to operate a business, you got to have a pretty good margin, like 70% margin is good. You know, if you have to get people coming mm-hmm. into the tap room, um, that's what you want. I mean, in smaller breweries, the tap room is where you make a lot of money right. um, selling it on premise, you know. Uh, but it, it just, you know, it just kind of got caught, you know. We had the product. It was very good. It made good, really good beer. Yeah. But it's just, um, you know, had it, how to expand and so yeah yeah so many businesses are good so many ideas are good but if you're undercapitalized yeah that's that's one of the first kind of nails in the coffin so to say and so many yeah. people start out they think they can bootstrap it they think they can take money from the nine to five but then you know a kid breaks a leg and needs surgery or whatever and then that money well dries up being well capitalized is uh is paramount and, and asking for more money than you need up front is, is, is an okay thing. Um, the bank will be okay if it sits there, but the bank's not okay. If you said I needed 50, 50 grand, you burn through it all and you come back for another hundred and you don't really have a plan to pay back the 50. That's a real problem. Problem. I mean, I know some breweries that started up, they got a million dollars or $2 million line of credit. And they built out the whole facility and they ran out of money and they couldn't open. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yep. what people do. They burn through this stuff. And then like, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it is. So I know one thing that's important to you and we'll kind of maybe look to wrap up our time together on this topic, yep. um, your relationship with your daughters. Um, right. You know, it's not surprising to me that you gotten a little bit of a, dust up with teenage daughters at a dinner, right? That happens. <laughs> um, I think that could happen on any given day, but uh, I know your relationship with them is important. And I know yeah. we've talked about that. You know, my parents got divorced. It was really nasty. Uh, and my dad, you know, at one point, we, my sisters and I were manipulated 
into thinking our dad's an evil guy, really terrible. Mm. Uh, wouldn't talk to him, wouldn't have any relationship at all. But my father kept kept going. He kept writing letters, silly little cartoons that he would draw out. And uh, it's a shame I didn't think of it because I could have shown one of those here today. I've got a couple of them laying around. But um, but it was that commitment to that these are my children, and no matter no matter what season they're in right now, I'm always going to be their father. And uh, that always meant a lot to me. I have a great relationship with my father now. But so talk a little bit about your relationship with your daughters and, and what your commitment's been uh, along the way. Yeah, I mean, you know, just being there for your kids. I mean, whatever. And like you say, the, the pictures, like if I find a picture on, you know, the internet or something, I'll just, just send it to them or something or a saying or something or a video and just kind of be in their lives, you know, even good morning, you know, send us sun, sunshine, you know, and... Yep. um my daughters are my wife. Everybody has to have a why in your life, like what keeps them going. So my three daughters are my why. I want to make sure that they get whatever they need and be successful. Uh, you know, my parents uh, did that for me. My father actually was, he was an entrepreneur too. He had his own business, uh, which he did very, very well in. Towards the end, they kind of, you know, just losing some clients, but he, he did provide for his family. And, um, you know, when it, Want to do the same for my daughters, and they're like you said, they're my daughters. Or what? You know, I do have a relationship with the ex-wife, and sometimes we have our arguments, but most of the time it's okay. And we co-parent. You know, right. and you just you got to do it for the kids, and you can't you can't use the kids as a tool, like as a a tool against each other. That's horrible. Yeah. You know, it just it just screws them up. It doesn't screw you up. Uh, yeah. And. um you know, so I, I try to do whatever I can for them. I, I take, they love anime, right? We do an anime conventions. You know, I got my, what is, uh, do you understand any of that? Do you understand the appeal of anime? Oh, well, it's, um, you know, we're into it together. We watch the movies. There's like uh studio, uh, Ghibli, uh, films and they have anime, uh, uh series. Yeah. My daughter is very artistic. She draws this stuff, right? She's in the Brooklyn, um, Good for her. High school of arts, Brooklyn High School of Arts. She's fantastic. We're going to uh, see a college here, Pratt, um, in in New York, and uh, in Brooklyn. Here, it's a college for just for art. She wants to do that, so I support her a hundred percent. You know, yeah. on my birthday, on my birthday in May, we're going to see a movie, an anime movie. Then they have an on stage, like they have characters on stage. Kind, of, but we do that together, right? That's something we can kind of bond Very on. Cool. We got a we got a Castle Point convention here in New Jersey. I got my Obi Wan outfit, so I'm going to be Obi Wan. They're going to be a character out of some kind of. Thing. So cool. uh, I got my lightsaber, and here we go. So we kind of do stuff together, you know. But you got to get on their level. You got to see what they like. Yeah, and support them a hundred percent. Don't tell your kids to be a doctor or a lawyer if they really don't want to do that. Yeah, you're just going to screw them up, and you're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? And in the end, they're going to say, "You know what? I don't want to do." That. Right? Yeah, yeah. So good, good place for a little bit of resentment to come in, even if you don't consciously say it. Subconsciously, it would almost have to exist. That's so mm -hmm. cool, though, that you're into the anime stuff. My sons, they I see them all the time on their phones. They can just sit there, and you know, if we would let them go for hours and hours and hours, they would watch anime and YouTubers and things like that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we do support, I mean, my wife and I were there for every practice, anything that they're into, 
where mom and dad are allowed to come watch. We were there. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, we're there. And uh, I think that's important, even though, even though you kind of look like those weird parents sitting there at practice, like, what the heck? Like, we don't, we don't stand over the coach. We don't offer advice. We're not, we're just, we're there for our kid. And so that our kid sees us, right? And uh, we're actually planning, um, I think we're going to do it, uh, or the football camp in July that our youngest is going to. And it's up Poconos area of Pennsylvania, East Stroudsburg University. Mm-hmm. Well, close to the Poconos. And uh, I think we're going to take like a little three-day, four-day, three-night deal. And we'll pop in, watch some of the practice, and we'll go do our own thing and pop back in and, you know, just show support to our children there. But that, that's so cool that you're doing the, doing the anime thing. I don't get it yeah. at all. I don't, I don't it, understand the appeal. It's interesting. I, the movies, I'm, I'm interested in the movies. Fantastic, you know, um, you know, art, artistry in the movies and, you know. Yeah. You got to go to these conventions. It's like people are nuts. They're like, they, they love this stuff and they dress up as these characters and it's very entertaining. We have so. local to us um, where I do business in my retail store in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Maybe you've heard it. It's called Zen Kai Con. Oh, Zen Kai Con? Oh, it's like an anime thing? Cosplay, anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty wild. And everybody like dresses I, I'm always up like, they're, they're like, dad, I need 50 bucks. I'm going to go on Amazon to buy a jacket. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so give me a gift card. I'm like, all right, here you go. Let's but go to the, Goodwill the, and get a jacket. I, that's what I say. It's a little spray painted, whatever, gold. Or something. Right. But I, uh, the family is one of my pillars of the, and the uh, alpha dad. So it's, it's faith, yeah. right? You have to have faith in something, a higher power. Family is yeah. number two. You got to make sure your family's taking care of do- what you're doing, going to their events. It means a huge amount to them. Maybe you don't think so now, but they're going to nope. they're going to know that dad was there. Uh, fitness, you got to have your your fitness in shape. Your mind and your body has to be there. Um, finances, you got to have you got to watch out for your money and make sure you're doing the right thing. And then future, you got to set goals for yourself because the first four won't matter unless you set some goals. So that's our five pillars of the Alpha Dad. But family is important and it could be, you know, taking your girls out to breakfast, whatever, you know, and having yeah. a talk with them. What's happening? You know, yeah. taking your yeah. spouse out to a date night, right? Once a week. It's your time, your time with her or him. Yep. And yep. Um, just spending time together, you know, it's, yeah. it's very important. And if you don't do that, it's like a flower. If you don't water the flower, you don't give it sunlight, it's going to die. Yeah. Well, it's awesome, man. I'm, I'm happy that uh, you've got those relationships with your with your three daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, proud of you for um, having that co-parenting relationship with an ex-wife. That's always that's not always easy. Um, and uh, really proud of you for all that you got going on, man. Uh, you've really been moving and shaking since I last saw you in Pennsylvania at the Power Up event there. And and again, if you missed it at the start of the show. Michael's got a bunch of stuff going on. Crushingthefear.com, uh, I think, is where everybody can go to kind of get a hold of you, kind of go down their own journey with you on a couple different things. Um, you can connect with him this Friday, which is April 21st, at the Power Up event tied to Miranda Jiggins' Total Boss event in Tampa, Florida. So hit up Michael's uh, socials for that if you get time when you're watching this. Um, you can get his book on Amazon, listen to his podcast, Crushing the Fear. Michael, I've had a lot of fun talking with you today, man. I appreciate you taking the time out to be on the show. 
I appreciate you having me on. It's a really fantastic show that you're doing and uh, you're helping a lot of people. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, it's great guests to help me do it. Can't do it myself. So thank you awesome. again. Thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. And uh, uh, say hi to your daughters for me. And, you know, I'll, uh, I'm going to try to make a commitment to it. Watch like maybe a half hour to an hour of anime with my sons. <laughs> Oh, guess what? I didn't say the the new wife has two daughters, so now I have five daughters. Good a for lot you. Of estrogen. A lot of estrogen. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. You got to double lot of down on the alpha dad. Get some. <laughs> You've uh, got a lot of perspective there in your life. So good for you. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, thank you for stopping by. Appreciate you. Uh, everybody else, thanks for tuning in on this week, and we'll see you next week. On the Big Ticket Life. Take care, everybody. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Big Ticket Life. You've heard from another amazing guest living their own Big Ticket Life, and now it's time to live yours. First, I'd love for you to take me up on my free gift to you. Find your gift at gift.thebigticketlife.live. That's gift.thebigticketlife.live. See, all your life you've been told what is and what is impossible by the loudest voices from the cheapest seats. It's time to finally do life and business on your terms. Sure, you've heard similar things, but without clarity on what can be done, it's easy to have your customers, employees, maybe even partners and your spouse keep you from truly living a big ticket life. My big ticket methods shift you into that investor seat in your business, away from commodity and away from competition into a market of one so you can finally live your own big ticket life. So my gift to you is for you to book your discovery call today where we'll uncover first the Chivo behaviors, those chief everything officer behaviors that hold you back and why moving into the investor seat in your own business is critical. Two, we'll uncover the premium position that's up for grabs right now in your market that you're missing out on. And three, which big ticket methodologies are just waiting to be dropped into your business to explode your sales and profits. So again, thanks for listening to this episode. I'd love for you to take action right now. Accept this gift. Book your call. Go to gift.thebigticketlife.live. Again, that's gift.thebigticketlife.live.